0: Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Raphael. Uh, hello from Tokyo.
1: <laughs> hello from Frankfurt. This is the, the most uh, sultry episode I've ever recorded because I'm in bed and it's about 100 degrees or 35 degrees outside or something ridiculous, <laughs> depending on uh, what flavor of uh, system for temperature you yeah, like.
0: I, th- I think Western Europe is kind of fall season most of the year and then two months of summer.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's no air conditioning uh, in in most, uh, most uh, across most of Europe, right? Um, No,
0: not at all. It it seems that I was talking about these kind of uh, how the U.S. has so many conveniences physically, Mm -hmm. so you're always comfortable physically, but you're always drained in terms of uh, work hours. And, And Europe is kind of the opposite.
1: Yeah, you're not supported physically by the environment at all, like cobblestone streets.
0: If you have to to ride your bike in the rain and uh, there's hail, it's like, yeah, who cares? Just go. Mm -hmm. But if you ever touch someone's five-week vacation, they protest.
1: Now, we also, I mean, I have to probably apologize that I'll sound a little bit drowsy. It's about 12 a.m. on a Friday night here. I've had a couple drinks. Uh, 12 a.m. is
0: midnight. It's it's not noon. I I always mess that up.
1: And you're at 7 a.m. in Tokyo, right?
0: Yeah, we. I think we tried for two, three days to schedule a time, and I kept thinking you were in Toronto, and but, then... But
1: 7 a.m. is like halfway through Raphael Rosendahl's power day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're already, you've been up for yeah. a few hours.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah.
1: You're like Oprah Winfrey, you only sleep for like four hours a night, and you get business deals done. She said that one time, I think. It's like or maybe that was I think
0: someone told me that Hans Ulrich Obrist started this legend. He told people he only sleeps three, four hours a night, but it's not true. But he just said it in some interviews and everybody believes it.
1: You're right. But then he has just to 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 rub it in, he has that very early morning club. Uh, The Brutally Uh,
0: Honest Club. The Brutally Early Club. The
1: Brutally Early Club or whatever yeah, where it's like seven AM uh talks at the Serpentine.
0: Well, it's funny that for a lot of professions, that's like normal uh, uh, normal start time, but for artists, that's brutally early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're kind of right. Uh, there was like something starting here around no Oh, yeah, this. Bi- I, just came, I was doing a business conference. I spoke, I performed. It's going more and more. Actually, my favorite thing to do is to perform in uh, completely art non-art-related contexts. Yeah, it's um, the best. Because
0: everybody's this- so excited that you're uh bringing something fun
1: yeah like they're like yeah i talked to this one woman and she like she she handed me her business card which is a good segue in just a second (laughs) she's like you know i represent i'm i represent all these speakers you know like i'm an agency but as soon as i saw you get on stage in those short shorts and that turtleneck i knew this was something different (laughs) 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 <laughs> and i was like yeah it's definitely if that's all you're looking for i've got lots of other people that are it, even more it's different, different it's always to to.
0: a funny comment when you when you show someone a new haircut and they're like it's different <laughs> yeah i don't know if she you're actually very special you're a very <laughs> special person yeah
1: i'm pretty sure she didn't want to represent me as a speaker but uh she did want to she did hand me her business card though so do you ever
0: feel when you perform like uh, what's the name of the boss from the office the UK uh,
1: yeah Ricky Gervais or something
0: yeah does it ever feel like that you turn on and and the audience is not prepared and you turn on your boombox with music and you have your head backwards (laughs) come on
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah it, it can feel that certainly in this context it could have easily felt like that because i it's like this event was like called future day and it's kind of like the ted talks of europe that's what they call themselves i think it's aspirational but i mean it's like run by the future institute it's it's actually not it wasn't that bad it's actually kind of progressive in a lot of ways my uh i, I don't want to put i don't want to diss the fest because they were very generous actually the other great thing about doing like something in a business-related context is suddenly like the poverty of the art world is like immediately just disappears, like, yeah.
0: oh, yes. It, 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 it's also the, the, the I sorry, I interrupt you again. Well, no, no, but okay. it, yeah, Yeah, the, 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 general, the general attitude in academics and art is to question everything and be critical of everything, so anything that comes, and the business world is always finding whatever is exciting, and being well, like, this is amazing we're gonna yeah you know, so the general attitude of people is not very critical, which it,
1: it, it's, it's funny though they had like a lot of critical ideas on stage. It's just okay. that the audience was like you know, wealth managers or I met like two guys that were like enamored with my performance and it was that they and I was like, what do you do? and they're like, we make marble countertops uh, we <laughs> service most of the marble in New York City yeah, it comes really, from our factory or something
0: It's really refreshing to be in that environment because you're so used to uh, it's just a general attitude, I think, amongst artists, which is fine. It's just who we are and, and who we hang out with. And then it's really refreshing to see a completely different perspective. Like, I, I, I <laughs> yeah. think if you, also income brackets make for very different attitudes. So you're used to everyone kind of panicking about job loss. And then you go to a business conference and they're like, oh, we're going to make so much money out of this.
1: <laughs> yeah it, it was, it's definitely interesting and it, it's it's always good to try and connect with a different audience and you know actually consider i always consider it the best compliment you know when you can get it someone that's not you know doesn't just just because they're f- your friend or something you know there's not there's no loyalty right you're just walking in yeah, yeah. and in fact you're so far apart from what they do probably that yeah. it shouldn't but, work but-
0: so it's a, for me the the excitement of the business environment and the, the kind of context it's fun for a while but after a while it uh, it's so uncritical and everything so yeah. positive and everything so about making more money without questioning anything else Yeah yeah that you feel really weird after a while
1: Well that was the the nice thing that you know in terms of compliment is that they're like yeah you really made me think about this the hype around the Build, measure, learn, or whatever I was saying, like in- innovation. <laughs> da, da da da. Like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, it's not like they're they're just missing the content. It's funny because the people that ran it, and we got we got to get to our segue. But the people that ran it are like they found me at through this other festival called Resonate, which I we spoke about on the podcast. And when they were at Resonate, they're like, this thing is chaotic. It's terribly run. It's a disaster. But the ideas are phenomenal. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's out well, of control. Where do these people come from? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they're like, how do we find more of these people? I was like, you can just talk to the curator.
0: (laughs) And then the segue into this week's topic is that often at conferences, so you speak to people from a completely different world. And at that moment, everybody's like, oh, we should definitely do something together. And you exchange business cards. And it's very rare that you actually ever talk again.
1: That's right. It's well, the business card. Yeah. So it's not just the business card, but just a few moments ago, before we started the podcast, we're like, what should we talk about? And uh yeah we just talked business cards came up because you said something about i hate well, doing I mean, this Japan, retroactive there's conversation the, there's, the
0: yeah. whole, there's the whole tradition here of handing out business cards
1: and is it like is it a tradition like an american psycho you know that scene in american psycho yeah. the movie yeah. not it's in the book too but like where they pull out the business cards and they're pristine and everyone they're like well how many, american
0: how? psycho is is not the whole movie is about status anxiety and, and uh, mm-hmm. hierarchy and who's who. So isn't that what
1: Japan is though?
0: <laughs> not, I'm a, but I'm a visit. I'm a visitor, so that's always. Uh, I think in Japan it is a very hierarchical society, but as a visitor you're not part of that. So I, I think, from what I know and from the friends I have in Japan, it can be quite tough. Uh, because uh, bosses have final say and there's not a lot of room for improvisation and I'm generalizing, mm. but as mm. a visitor everybody's just excited and they're like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's an island so they like when people visit and bring something new.
1: But when you say there's a business card culture, is there like a, perf- a performance or ritual that takes place when yeah. you meet someone or is it at the end of a conversation? like it's here a, in at Europe- the
0: end of a conversation but you you hand the business card with both hands and you rece- oh. you grab the business card with both hands. So you can't... Like, a,
1: like, like a puppet kind of you know like uh... yeah. so
0: you, you cannot, you cannot do, hold the business card in one hand and receive it in the other that's impolite so you have to do it with both hands so I, you're doing it with four hands and then you go back
1: <laughs> This is, that's yeah. so precious in a way like the sacred business card in two hands almost like it's like a orb of energy that could be let go exactly <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah don't lose it but, but <laughs> I, I kept thinking of it for many years Everything is uh, digitized as quickly as possible for convenience. So music and reading and movies and uh, uh, spreadsheets. And as soon as, the, like GPS, for example, as soon as that came, everybody's like, oh, I love it. And you don't have to have the, remember how much people would fight on a road trip uh, with a, yeah. someone would it would have to do the navigation and of course you make mistakes. Yeah, like some
1: technologies are immediately and popular.
0: Relationships broke down because of the uh, fights over uh, Direction mapping. I mean, so, I used
1: to print out my directions, like map. Yeah, but before even before GPS, that, Mapquest, before yeah.
0: you would have this big, big book, and and mm-hmm. then you would have to go. And the, and the, there's the cliche in comedies that men don't want to ask for directions because they feel attacked in their masculinity. They're supposed to just have this compass inside. And anyway, what I'm trying to say is, most things that get digitized, most people are like, "This is great. This solves mm-hmm. a big problem." And for yeah. some reason, business cards, it hasn't happened
1: remember when that app bump came out yeah well there's <laughs> like many that attempts, was the first yeah that was one of the first ones I remember and they were like yeah you would like bump your phone like you bump fists or something I was like yeah, there is like- zero reason that, for me to do that that's so broy and like that I think that was the reason at least that didn't work for me is that um, they expected me to do a different ritual than one that already existed that was worse than the original. You know, like handing well, a business cards is pretty innocuous. I,
0: I think, I think um, it sounds like a very simple problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, digital business cards. And then when you get down and start drawing a map of all the functions, there's a lot of contradictions. So a, a friend of mine was a CTO of one of the biggest uh, internet companies, and mm, one that, of the four,
1: he, uh, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, as we discussed last yeah, week. Yeah,
0: and then after that, he started as the head of a big university, a division of computer science and business, the merging mm-hmm. of those two. So he speaks to a lot of young, either entrepreneurs or engineers, mm-hmm. and everybody in the first class is like, "We're going to solve the business card. Why would people carry business cards?" Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, this episode I wanted to talk about the complexities of such a simple problem.
1: Yeah, the other problem, by the way, that exists just while we're on this, there's another fundamental um, in design circles, the thing that people want to solve is and it's always the challenge that gets brought to you. It's one that we're in a lot, but it's you're in a foreign city, you don't know where to hang out, and you wanna you wanna have yeah. a special experience or whatever. Yeah,
0: you wa- you wanna be an insider, you don't want to go exactly. tourist
1: traps. Those are the two quintessential clichés and I always say like the but they are you know, real
0: problems that haven't been solved yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like how every new application I always talk about every new video game system they need to show off painting first. But like with every new success of technology or generation of people making apps they're like we got to reinvent how people exchange contact information. <laughs> And how they find cool places and cities. But let's talk about contact information in that ritual. Yeah, it's
0: it's very interesting to me also in my sort of OCD, wanting to organize everything and having everything clear. Mm -hmm. And then you just run into this. If you look at contact management, the way I manage contacts, I use Gmail, which saves every address you've ever sent an email to, and it just adds Mm. it to your contacts. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have the same. And then I have my phone book which is very tidy because you you don't want to scroll through 4000 5000 contacts.
1: Mm, I've never done that. I've never used the phone book. Yeah, but go on. But
0: like how do you manage your phone contacts?
1: Um, well, I just go into the text messaging app and whoever texted me I respond. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm an in-context person. I think we've had this conversation a little bit before like and I believe the interface is best served in context. I don't believe so search, in directory.
0: You believe in search.
1: Mm, search is a, is a fallback position. It's like, oh, we got, you know, we're under fire, we have to retreat. Retreat to search. Yeah. But yeah. like the primary mode is like I'm I- I'm expressing myself. <laughs> I'm in the flow and 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 a notification so, pops up It's like someone's trying to talk to you. I'm like, okay, I'll just text them. Yeah. That's what there I'm, that's there, what
0: there I'm was doing. a a DLD also another conference. I think conferences, is uh, either if you're talking about business cards, you're either at a conference or in Japan. There's there's no other place. Where
1: yeah, you might be at a card. meeting, but then it, and then it's extremely formal and probably useless. And you're like hand, yeah. putting the business cards in front of everyone at the table, at the beginning but, of the meeting.
0: But the the complexity for me is that there's privacy, there's updating of information, there's how important are you to someone else, and that's why it gets complex because you. Basically, if you digitize a business card, you would also want it to be eternally updated. Uh, you you don't want it. Th- that's the whole. That would be the the excitement of having a digital business card. But then there
1: is there is an app that does that too. Um, so uh, you need an so
0: open standard. But the, then there's yeah. huge privacy implications. If you can look up someone's address, you don't want the whole world to just search and find your home address.
1: Well, and and some like websites have tried tried to do that, right? Like about there's, is it about about Facebook. Yeah, there's even just, that. like, Me, or I think that's what it's called, right, where you just have, like, a simple bio. There's also Gravatar, like, because the other problem people have is, like, um, online, like, business cards need to also keep your photo up to date. There was never mm-hmm. photo on, on an analog business card, but seemingly online, because you could be a dog, I guess, <laughs> uh, you have to have a photo of yourself, like, so people know you're not, like, an AI or a bot or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And then there was, a, a DLD, there was a startup called Human, H-U-M-I-N. Oh, yeah. And uh, they had the idea that you run into each other, you both have the Human app, and you, you add each other. The idea was that you never delete a contact. You just, things get filtered through AI and context uh, about how important they are to you. So that's part, another part of the problem is that people hand you a business card. And if they would hand you a digital business card, you wouldn't yeah. want that person to be added to your uh, inner circle of context that, it just that's sounds like
1: a- like yeah you know, i had that human app and i was like it never made any sense or worked for me because it's not I, it's, like it's never going to come from outside it's going to have to be like built in infrastructure or standard right the problem yeah. is like mm. no one person can own such a big thing it's like if you're gonna own biz- Human business, cards, We've talked about open standards before. Right? The paper business card is a fantastic open standard. Yeah. It fit, it and it's built. Its basis its basis is on the wallet, which you could think of as the mobile phone of the last century or something like that, right? Like mm-hmm. everything was managed through this one little leather. This but little there, there leather is envelope. A, an
0: open standard of the VCF format, or what's the name of the yeah yeah format? yeah
1: that's right. Mm-hmm.
0: But that, that's not dynamic. So if someone gives you their card and you run into them five years later, they might have a different phone number.
1: That's right. It's not internet connected or it doesn't update itself automatically. So,
0: and and so as soon as you have an updated, updatable open standard network, there's privacy yeah. implications and you basically create a new social network, which nobody wants.
1: Well, there are a number of companies um, and we talked about white labeling last episode, but like... Uh, we use one of these companies at Freshbooks to um, basically scrape the internet to build a fake business card for you because inside of our application whenever you contact someone we actually like scrape together like the missing information
0: where, where do you scrape
1: It's like not us it's a third party that there are several third parties now that offer this service and what's <laughs> 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 well, kind of like so most people are like totally cool and if you use inbox or Gmail, you might have noticed that the avatar picture sometimes changed. It's the exact same service. And basically what's happening is there are these companies now that are trying to aggregate your identity from all of the noise on the Internet, and they kind of go through a hierarchy of needs. And it's really funny, though. Sometimes it'll totally choose the wrong information, usually the wrong photo, and that's when we'll get a complaint. Um, and then what we actually do is we like call the company. You're like, you got the photo wrong in this person, and they manually change it. Oh wow! Uh, which, which I is think so is funny. just incredible.
0: Yeah. Same with the uh, editing of content on social networks. A lot of that is manual.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even
0: Franco Mattis made a project about the, these moderators that have to constantly make sure that uh, content is not offensive or illegal.
1: They're just grooming all this digital data. We're like, yeah. Oh. digital share croppers or something anyway so, so um, it,
0: it, the problem the digital business card problem is not that hard if it was only vcfs and you could sort of throw each other a contact uh, item your own business mm-hmm. card and and you could store it in a temporary folder and then so decide if you want this permanent i would document.
1: say like the last time though i even had a business card of a paper variety i was like 21 and i was like Or maybe I was younger than that. I was like, I was naive enough to think that
0: you're an icon. You're like Madonna, so (laughs) just look me up.
1: Wait, do you have business cards?
0: (laughs) I do, but I never carry them around. I I have them. uh, I have in my travel bag. They're just they're. Do you have like a special holder,
1: special holder for them? Because whenever I put them in my wallet, I take them out and I look like an idiot because it's like folded over. There's stains on it. (laughs) What kind of wallet (laughs) do you have? I just have a nice like, leather wallet, except that they're sitting in there for you so the long.
0: Costanza, do you have the George Costanza wallet no, when it's I, just about I, to explode?
1: I work very hard to keep it. It's it's always verging on that, and then I trim it right down. Um, no, but do it's, you
0: it's, save receipts and stuff in your wallet?
1: Yeah, that's when it gets out of control, but it's not in a yeah. Costanza moment. But that that if I put business cards in there, it's definitely heading there, right? Like it's the As soon as you put a business card in there, one even...
0: Yeah, it, it you makes know, a difference.
1: Yeah, and you're squeezing another one in. Maybe you're t- anyway. It doesn't. It doesn't really work. Um, uh, how so are you that-
0: on using uh, NFC for payments or Apple Pay or something like that?
1: Yeah, I do that. I pay Apple Pay like I don't know thirty percent of the time. But um, do you it-
0: see the the physical cards disappearing anytime soon the physical pre-
1: i see what you're cards. saying if i can pay with a credit card if i can take another kind of card out of my wallet and put it on my phone why don't i put my business card on my phone yeah i think if apple offered some kind of standard business card thing well, there but is I
0: think, there's there's contacts uh
1: for, that is an trade. official standard yeah so what here's how it works when i go out and someone wants my contact information <laughs> okay there's one of two things that i know happens. what one, you're about
0: to say it's it's the notes app right
1: that's kind. Well, that's how I take names for, for other people, right? Like, oh, yeah, it is the notes app. I'll be like, type in your phone number, type in your email, or like, write me an email. Uh, will be one yeah. thing I do. It's
0: funny that it's it's like the lowest base, uh, the least elegant solution, just works.
1: I'm like, I turn everyone into a little administrator, like write me, an email, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. or I'll write them an email and I'll ask them to type in their email address. But, but that's kind of all the, I need. This,
0: this threshold this this clumsiness kind of makes for a a filter of how important someone is to you because there's like casual meeting and you give each other a business card or there's like i really want to uh, talk to you later so then you type an address
1: i will say every time someone gives me a business card i feel like like a real loser like that i don't have one to give back um (laughs) like so what
0: if what if the next time someone did that you could uh well it's like there's
1: it's like a gunfight and like I, I turn funny up on a banana about, or something it, it, like that.
0: <laughs> this is a little segue. Nikola Tosic, our common friend. Yes. Uh he had this tradition, he lives in Belgrade and especially back then printing was very cheap in Belgrade. Like the the, the, the inequality of the economies was so large that you could print a thousand business cards for like five Euros.
1: Mm, they had a lot uh, of trees, I guess
0: yeah it was just the the economies were so different so he, anyone who would visit belgrade he would make them a business card and he always made kind of a funny one and then he made me a really large business card it was like the size of a postcard so someone mm. would hand me a business card and i would go back and boom <laughs> <laughs> it was just the regular business card layout it was just well, that's a bigger. that's a
1: funny way that's a funny way of doing it just like uh, the same exact proportions i mean yeah the obviously same layouts. large same yeah. layout but yeah larger proportion
0: it's a standard comedic uh, thing to change it does remind of. me
1: of the last time i had business cards though which was also just for comedy i was using clout remember clout the social yeah like uh, scorecard basically yeah well that you would get clout perks and i got a clout perk which was free moo cards and do you know what Moo cards are?
0: Yeah, we little photos. Right? Like on the well, display. they're like
1: little, but for some reason, these were like full size Moo card business cards. And they're like a higher quality paper and everything. Except that the business cards come to you and they have like a clout logo on them.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like my like photo employee. with the word clout.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I thought was awesome. And I was really yeah. excited and to have that. And, it, and for it's
0: funny when you print your cloud score because it's a dynamic number that changes all the time.
1: Well, they don't print the score. It's like it has nothing to do with clout except for like the logo. Anyways, okay. were, I felt like felt like a NASCAR driver, so I had this like fantasy that one day in I would like be through clout. I would all of my whole life would be paid for with like perks through my social media contacts. Mm-hmm. Of course, the next thing I got offered was like toilet paper or something like that. <laughs> so I never went I, anywhere.
0: I think part of the problem of exchanging cards uh, digitally is that people don't really exchange files digitally the email things but nobody uses nfc or bluetooth or local wi-fi because there's all these different standards if you're both on apple i think very few people actually know how to use airdrop and then you I mostly use, use
1: a... drop i choose dropbox mostly i copy share links you don't do that
0: yeah but you wouldn't do that for a business card or a photo would like you? copy a share link no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about sharing when you're already have an email mm. relationship but i mean yeah. if you're at a bar and you're like hey yeah. that's a cool picture it, I think out of all the people I know many people on an iPhone and I think a small percentage uses airdrop that it's really part of their behavior
1: yeah I mean I, just, I think your original point which was that no one ever follows up on the business card that it's not really about the contact information is an important one for us to return to that's
0: a depressing uh, realization
1: I mean, it could just be us that doesn't follow up on it. And that's why we're less successful than we... Because, yeah, there there must be be
0: a whole tradition in in business schools and proper etiquette that you would have a Rolodex and you would get the business card and you would put it in the Rolodex and have certain color coding so you would know. Well, like,
1: I I always have great intentions. Like, I'm going to follow up with this person or I'm going to send them a thank you note. And I always hear about these people that do that. And I'm like, they're amazing. How do they do this? How do they have the time?
0: For example, your parents had a business and would they... Did they have a management system for their contacts?
1: No. no. In the, they didn't, in the like paper a, days. Because, you know, the modern management system today is there's a whole software category called CRM and you manage like a quote unquote sales funnel. Um, you know, What's it's customer, a sales funnel? Well, it's customer relation management when it's CRM, right? So customer relations management. But basically... That goes beyond have, uh, contacts. Yeah, well, when you get so when you get that business card, that's the top of top 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 of the sales funnel. So now then the next step a funnel in business is like everything is a funnel. It's like from the widest possible number of people and or space down to the final objective, which in the case of business is a sale. And um, so the sales channel starts. Or sales funnel starts at this point where you're handing out business cards, and then that person maybe gets in touch with you, or you get in touch with them, and then maybe you put them into the CRM system Wait, and you start where, to track. Where does
0: getting drunk? Where, where is that in the sales funnel? In the, that's, funnel? Right
1: the to- that's right at the top. It's right at the top. I I don't know. I'm not in that kind of business, but you know, people who work in like. Uh, certain businesses do get each other drunk and exchange business cards and things like that. Um, But then you would get that person's contact information into your CRM and you would manage that relationship over time. Um, They so-called leads, right? And this is kind of interesting actually from an art perspective because the equivalent of this as an artist is potentially a curator, lead, depending on what your objective is, right? Yeah, it's like flirting
0: and then dating and then... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah 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 exactly you wouldn't just like meet a curator for the first time and be like so when's my next show right like yeah. you would you know when are you gonna give me a show you would like you know, follow up with them. You'd, well, you have to run into them by chance, quote unquote, like <laughs> at an opening. You didn't know that they're going to be at a few weeks later. Oh, funny, and to run like, into you. Oh, what I are you doing at docu- you. Yeah, you're at Documenta too. What a surprise! I didn't know. Anyway, and then you would, and then you know, you might be like, yeah, I'm working on this project, and then they would say like, oh, you should really send me more information, but then you wouldn't because you wouldn't want to seem eager. Anyway, you would go all the way down the chain, and then eventually. You, there would be some exchange where the curator usually would be like, and I, I'm, I've i changed the sale for curator, but would be like, oh, yeah, like, can you tell me more about that exciting project? Because I have this really short deadline, and I need something right away. And can you do it for free? So that, that would be like the way you could understand a sales funnel. But obviously, like in a or like I or any artist that's maybe listening, but a a typical sales model would be like more around, oh, we've got this deal. Are you interested? Okay, your business is growing. We'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you in six months. And then the CRM would remind you to call them back in six months, right? Because if you have like a 100 or a 1000 or 10,000 people that you're tracking, and they're like, yeah, call me back in three months. You start to need a system. Yeah, and it so, goes so the way contact beyond. Contact
0: management is a very small sliver of, of actual content. The yeah, yeah. So,
1: so like a decade ago or more, like contact management uh, and Salesforce, which but is this, one of the biggest software companies. This goes back to my argument world. that people yeah.
0: change phone numbers and people change email addresses. So, it, it, if you have to call someone back two months later or, or yeah. a year later and follow up, it's important that you can still reach them.
1: Yeah, like I'm surprised. Actually, more artists don't manage their relationships in a more sophisticated way. Actually, like we all kind of rely on this sloppy. Well, well maybe we, it's really I think nice.
0: Artists rely on social networks. They rely on Instagram as sort of a, a tool to keep up with people in the di- in the know. digital space.
1: But I think in yeah. the I think are actually what artists do is they rely, and and art practitioners in general, like curators, um, festival organizers, rely mostly on physical presence. Um, And then you're right, like, some following through FOMO, Instagram, or something like that. But generally speaking, scenes are built on the idea of being physically present and not exchanging a contact, but, like, seeing a person at another opening. Because...
0: Yeah, it's hard to disrupt that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, not only is it hard to disrupt that, but it's also just, like... It's an investment that, and it's building trust over time, right? So it's like, if I saw you at an opening twice, I know openings are horrible and you should really be hanging out at home. <laughs> so you must really be committed to this scene or something like that. And I'm not saying all openings are horrible. You know what I'm saying? But like, you came out to this opening... You, Instead to this of gallery, pizza
0: and watching a TV show.
1: Yeah, or going to the movies with your friends or whatever. Like it's a, it's usually because openings are on social nights, so it's social time, and you're dedica- dedicating it to professional activity.
0: There's also free drinks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoy openings. Don't get me wrong, but like, I once had a girlfriend who wasn't an artist. I mean, more than once. Uh, actually, only once. But anyway, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she just could not understand what I was doing. Going like she thought it was no, work. Like, why are you going to work on it's a Friday a, night? It's
0: a, it, no matter what, it's not really relaxing. Yeah, you're always kind of on your tail looking over
1: like, your shoulder. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you working? What are you working on? Is like the number one question. It's, you. It's got. very different from. What's uh, your next project?
0: Yeah, it's very different from seeing old friends from high school and having a bar I don't know it's different per person some people have huge high school anxiety but to me my high school friends are always that's the most relaxed kind of goofy the most that's where I really uh, laugh the most at, at openings you laugh a little bit but you're not like rolling it's nervous laughter bar. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't destroy <laughs> my <one>. career yeah.
1: <laughs> love it I'm glad we're not hating each other tonight yeah yeah uh. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah because I mean, you're all I'm not competitors that cynical, maybe
0: but. that's the thing you're, you're all competitors even if it's not a zero-sum game it, at some level you're like why is is that project <laughs> more interesting than mine
1: yeah i mean i uh, it depends there are some openings i go to where um i think if, it's funny like when you and i go out to openings it's always fun uh because we get i mean i don't know i, I enjoy right. going at, I have a certain confidence when I'm with you because we've been friends for a long time. And then if people recognize us, you feel like nice that you're like part of a You have your team. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're part of your, your yeah, your crew yeah. love kind of moment. Yeah. Um, oh, we're still in it together, we're all still surviving. <laughs> it's amazing. How did still we make breathing. it this far? <laughs> 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 I saw a picture of uh, Corey and Olia together at an opening on Instagram today and I was like, Oh, it's so cool to see those two together kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like that kind of that that moment where you see two you know, you see your friends. But but, but it's amongst, more like
0: I think amongst this context uh, contact management is very easy yeah, yeah. because it, even if i email someone it, it's a, it's like a group of 200 300 people and if you lose their contact info you can always go, ask someone else
1: yeah but the point i'm making is that like in the art world anyway most contact info is not on a first encounter it takes like 10 yeah, yeah. encounters before hey, a relationship is forged. Then, yeah. yeah exactly oh i see you around all the time blah, 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 blah. oh my god i saw you in this country and that country or this opening and that opening it's like oh, a yeah. small world yeah. so um yeah but, i don't know uh, so what the, that is it's a gatekeeper system of some kind but
0: but and if if you really look at it uh, not just for artists but just contact management in general right I always have this dream of open standards, and people keep their inbox tidy, and mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen. Well, so, you're
1: fastidious. You're a very fastidious person. Like uh, it's like a I, hobby. Yeah. For you, yeah, it sounds seemingly it's fun. It sounds like for you to organize things, but I would rather like live in a pile of you know paper and just like sort through it and be like, is it here? I can't find it. I'll just make. But it that again. was the
0: I'll, approach of that app, Human. That you you mm-hmm. just have a heap of contacts, but you could. You can search and, and search like, when did I... So uh, to explain, that the human app was an app where you run into each other anywhere and without you even knowing, I think, it would just sync if you both had the human app, if you're in the mm-hmm. same location. So there's mm-hmm. privacy implications already. And then later you can search and be like, oh, who did I run into at this conference or at this mm-hmm. birthday? And it would just kind of smartly know... I don't know. It had a lot of promises. But the idea was that you're not managing it, uh, and uh, the app is managing a sort of bulk of... You don't even know how many contacts you have.
1: You're you're reminding me of the one taboo thing. that You mentioned GPS at the beginning of the episode and how we immediately knew we we needed it because it had saved us so much... It solved so much pain. Well, for directions, yeah. Yeah, but the pain in relationship management, which is really what we're talking about, not business cards in a way, is remembering someone you haven't seen in a while their name which yeah yeah, to me now
0: in another country if you're not familiar with the language or the the names yeah
1: it, it and there are two guys i just met here from iran that i did a show with and like they introduced themselves to me yesterday and i couldn't remember the show or their names and i was like <laughs> but that happens to me enough I mean, and i'm sure it happens to yeah, other people in different contexts
0: and if you think of a future where you have a chip in your brain that assists you and that is scraping the internet and it gets creepy with locations and facial recognition but no but that's could, why i brought it up so yeah, is you it like solve the problem of forgetting someone's name
1: but why is this taboo so like i remember when google glass came out there was like an advertised feature that or they they banned apps that would recognize faces, because someone tried to build an app for it right away, that would recognize a face and tell you who it was, right?
0: And you could immediately see mutual friends and uh, net worth and then decide if you want to kidnap that person.
1: Well, I know. So is that the reason that there's a taboo? I'm going to challenge you for a second. I think the reason it's taboo is because it's one of the last considerate Kind of ways of judging whether someone is considerate, whether they care about you, or basically whether they care about you or not, right? And of course, you can't care about everyone, and we all know that. And so then, it's a measure of do you care about me more than someone else, right? And And how we
0: there's actual people who can't remember faces. It's a condition.
1: Well, my mother-in-law can't actually see faces because she yeah, like that
0: kind of so that's also uh, yeah.
1: But that besides the point, like I think socially it would be egregious for us to admit that like we don't care about everyone equally. And therefore we make these kind of like care decisions. Yeah. And that, and that that's rooted in our memory and our biology. But like we can't it, remember it, it's, everyone.
0: It's the same way we admired people who had a great memory before writing. Yeah. So you admired yeah. someone who could narrate the entire uh, Ilias, uh, Odyssey, uh, whatever they, they could sing it just like now you're impressed with the rapper. Oh, and, right. Right. Remember a lot of yeah voices. people people used so to. So there was have a lot of that, social status to that. But that have you read that book? Uh,
1: Ein, there's that book Einstein walking on the moon. Have you read that about? No. It's about like like how well people used to remember whole libraries. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and that would be
0: that would give you a huge social social status. Yeah, that You'd was be the very, that was, considered wise.
1: Yeah, and it reminds me as well of another, you know, the b- preceding the business card, or perhaps at the same time, the concept of a calling card once existed. Mm-hmm. Are you, you familiar would with that? You write it
0: with your hand, right?
1: Well, when you saw someone uh, in public, and you might be, um, like, I think it was gendered. I actually, I'm not clear whether men and women had this, but certainly women would give men a calling card, um, and that then they would have hours at their home no it was definitely men and women hours at their home that were like office hours and when you came to the door this is like in victorian england you would you would have this card and it was like a ticket into the house during these yeah, office yeah, hours yeah. it was like and a trust so, yeah so it's like oh you have a gentleman token. a gentleman caller here to see you and they <laughs> would was have a, a weird card weird time when
0: they were d- repressing human nature it's like yeah you want to have sex but let's build all these really really expensive and social structures around it that makes it really difficult
1: i actually don't think it's that different like the way you were describing the japanese ritual of handing the business card over or the way we're describing how like you know the number you know getting to know someone in the art world how many steps it takes it's yeah we we, we construct something in our heads to make sure that it's not just like we but, have to get to know everyone
0: but back to the privacy issues yeah um
1: yeah, they're important.
0: Like I'm, I'm pretty open with privacy, but there's there's points where I even I'm kind of like, hmm, I don't know. Like that that startup Twenty Three and Me, where you send mm-hmm. your <clears throat> saliva, they analyze it, and they can see your heritage, where you're from, and your DNA. I'm like, it sounds fun, but why would I want all that like information would- in in a database? And then some weird government twenty years from now decides, oh, we're gonna do some uh, racial profiling and we don't approve of such and such. It, like, why take the risk of being in a database like that? Mm. And maybe the same thing with... <clears throat> in the Netherlands, someone suggested uh, making it public how much you make and how much taxes you've paid as a shaming of the uh, the ultra-class, of the very wealthy who don't pay that much in taxes. Um, but then there's problems, and those there's, there's are real problems. You could just go through the, that database and then decide who you want to kidnap if you just know everybody's net worth. hmm
1: I so mean, it, there yeah. there
0: are limits to privacy. I think I, I tweet everything I eat, for example.
1: But here's the thing: like, like there are I don't care that people
0: know what I eat, but there's there's limits.
1: But when you hand someone a business card, th- so th- what you're talking about is a, there's a trust transaction, even in the case of handing a business card to someone, which is like I'm giving you. Well, we were talking add- about
0: facial recognition.
1: Yeah, but why there's uh, a the hesitance? There. How much difference is there on a business card where it's like my address and my phone number? So well, you the difference stalk-
0: the difference is that you hand the business card to a person and with facial recognition a stranger could walk by you and know your face and see that you're on vacation and then decide mm. to go to your house and rob your apartment.
1: And maybe that's also yeah so then the killer app really is like
0: Oh, that sounds scary now. The killer app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did I even use that stupid
1: term? So like the 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 thing that would be the GPS of the business card would be like someone walks up to you and There's like a song and dance, and then you're like, and then you like, they ask you, no, you say, would you like to have my, take my, you'd say, take my business card. And, but it would just appear in front of their face or something like that. Yeah,
0: well, that's kind of what you could do with uh, airdrop or, or you could email your contact info, but it's not as seamless as handing a physical business card.
1: But you would just like rub your index hassle. finger. It, it would be like, a, I think in the AR future, you would yeah, just rub your the, index finger this to is your the, thumb. I think this is the
0: key problem. The the, mm. the more friction you remove, usually the better in software. But when you remove a lot of friction in context sharing or even file sharing, you get this idea of the digital pickpocket that mm. if, if you make it really easy for anyone to just exchange stuff then people could easily plant a trojan horse and mm-hmm. these things are real you know it's like, not a do you use a find, like, do you use the like, find like, my friends let, let, do you yeah, use find let, my friends i used to but but let me put it this way okay. if you see how many people in in offices open bad attachments Yes. and uh, create problems on their computer. Not even big malware, but they, the, you know, how sometimes you'll I manage see. your parents' computer, yeah. and they'll have a weird toolbar because they installed a, they opened up a plugin, and sure. and they're the craziest toolbars. I mean, I've seen it, it's like, wow. <laughs> so this is the problem with exchanging digital files with people you don't know well.
1: Yeah, okay, so, I mean, I'm, but fundamentally, I'm sure I guess... am sure you
0: could put, put a virus in a contact... Uh, well, you'
1: you're just saying like your argument then or your point is that like the the physical business card is like tried it won't ever go anywhere because it's this like it's this pure thing like a greeting card in a way that well I don't, I'm not pers- sure if
0: it'll uh, if it will stay or go away uh, I never well, use it in the West it's only in Japan but <clears throat> sorry but uh, the idea of exchanging so when you meet each other and then later up hit each other up on Facebook there's no of so you can control it very well but when you're actually sharing a file device to device there's there's a lot of risk
1: but the business card is basically a promise like i won't be mad at you if you email me basically it's like a, it's yeah. like a little it's a little trust token yeah like i can imagine you would exchange ether instead or something like that ethereum mm-hmm. right yeah. you'd be like oh yeah take some eth- ethereum um, i don't know why ethereum's on my head right now but like it's the hottest new uh, it's the new thing everyone digital talks currency. about. currency. <laughs> yes. It's the hottest new thing. I can totally see it being used as a contact management thing because you can build software for our listeners who don't know the difference between Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency and Ethereum. And now there's probably already people cringing. Because our listeners are really oh, knowledgeable yeah. about everything, <laughs> is that you can build applications on top, distributed applications on and top of Ethereum. Yeah, so, but Ethereum is like also like a way of distributing applications or it has yeah. an application layer. I have no um, idea
0: if, if the whole blockchain thing in five years is like super old fashioned or it became a standard.
1: But it does help with your privacy concerns because it would be like, if I'm giving you my contact information, I'm trusting that you're not handing it off to someone nefarious yeah. or someone else.
0: But that's almost, that's a bit too much.
1: Too, I've gone too far, haven't I?
0: No, no, but I mean, practically, if you're at a conference and you're like, oh, let's open up a blockchain and exchange, that's... That's, that's level two or three. That's not the, level one is just the business card. And this is... Well, I also
1: feel like it's interesting when you consider that a lot of people use LinkedIn instead of business cards now. Yeah. But one of the, one of the features that LinkedIn's built in is this is a business model around getting access to someone who hasn't given you permission to contact them. <laughs> yeah. And with it's a so-called it's, the business inmail, sending
0: you a million emails.
1: In-mail though, right? Like, and you pay for access to in-mail. This idea of paying to push through the trust barrier, I think, means that I, I I can see other sort of systems develop over time where there is this trust contract, maybe Ethereum or otherwise, and then you would purchase access to someone that you wouldn't normally have access to. But basically, you're purchasing social capital.
0: I, I think that the frustrating thing for me with all these ecosystems is that you can... There's this carrot dangling in front of you where everything's perfect, and it seems uh, like it, yeah. we're almost there, and it's just... You know what I Here's mean? What, whether no, it's managing per- photos but, or music or whether it's managing yeah. travel or it, it just oh, what's but, it, but, but as is so
1: often on this podcast, it's like we what so-called perfect carrot you're referring to is a carrot in which we don't care about each other, in which we can like forego human like human care, no, and uh, I think that's a very <laughs>
0: negative trust. To, like like if I if I if my phone book right now, yeah. Um, so a lot of people use facebook as their contact management but there's a lot of downsides because you you give up it's such a distractor that if you're in the facebook thing uh, mm-hmm. you lose yeah, Zucker- focus zuckerberg basic- said
1: actually the future of facebook's about groups now have you heard that like it's not about individuals anyway yeah. keep going
0: but um what i'm saying is no, I I forgot where I was going.
1: I cut you off, it's stupid me. No, mean, it's fine. I, I, I was just thinking that even they're not thinking about the individual contact anymore as the future of their yeah. application. They're thinking about collaborative groups and working together and in trust relationships. But um that, I mean, I mean for, that's the for argument. Me, I'm for me, for example,
0: when I think of contact management, mm-hmm. um I think of my galleries because they manage all the contacts that are not really people i would want to spend a lot of time with like it's okay to talk to them briefly well there we go we're back yeah
1: we're back to my original argument about a sales funnel though right yeah they're they're doing crm for you and the business card really is useful at the top because you can enter all the information in it's a data entry tool you have the like things so you don't get the information wrong it's not it's like standard format the standard information it's like a sign up form on a website it's like you need the email address you need the full name you know, that's good basic information so that we can continue the, to build the honest relationship. And and, and is think, it
0: ever for you a problem that you're missing contact info? Um, you
1: want to reach
0: out to someone and you don't have their email, or that's yeah.
1: Wrong? From time to time, but it's rare and rare because I can I will like I wanted to contact this. Uh, the CEO of this company for um, the residency that I was just doing in Oslo. And we just sent, an, I just sent him an in over inbox. And if the message stands out, it's more about how you write the message that you okay. know matters. But it's I'm very sure rare y-
0: that you like, uh, but th- that's another thing. The, the, the more famous you are, maybe you want to be less reachable. Yeah. You don't,
1: I've noticed this, like people far more famous than me will make, will have really locked. It's almost impossible to get a hold of them, but
0: yeah, they have to change their phone number every two months.
1: Well, the way like I would like in this case, talk to that person is like, again, I use, I, I find something, someone in common, or I write the email in such a way that they couldn't ignore it because there's like, you know, there's certain like, you're about to make
0: $500 open this email.
1: Yeah. You would speak in (laughs) sincere tone instead of doing that. (laughs) (laughs) uh but anyway like uh, yeah it's like we should do a whole episode on how to write a good email if you're trying to uh because people probably write you tons of emails asking for all kinds of things and they're some of them are so like they're doing absolutely all the wrong it's things it's actually not
0: that bad I, I, it's funny email has this barrier i think uh facebook messages is much more people will just, oh yeah you know, message you out of the blue and i'm not on facebook and then I have my email address on my contact page on the website, and I'll still get uh, people who I, contact yeah. me like, I couldn't find your email, so I contacted your gallery. Uh, uh, my email is right there, but if, if there's some barrier with email.
1: Well, we definitely know email works with the podcast because we've actually never put our email anywhere around the podcast. But we both but, get but great our, emails from our, our listeners. We
0: have the top audience.
1: Yeah, we have the, have the number the one audience people. on the <laughs> internet. No, but it, <laughs> the the, most, our, most our listeners are the
0: best people, that's for sure.
1: No, yeah, it's been. They can't be held back
0: by an email link; they'll just go right
1: at it. I don't know why we've made it difficult. We're like every episode, we're like get in touch, and it was like literally (laughs) we have no link to get
0: in touch. No, but there are open standards, and I think does your website have a link to your email? Uh,
1: yeah, but I buried it on like a contact page, and I had to do. You have to do that if you do advertising, which I do um, when I place cookies on people's. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For art projects that I run that use cookies, that people. what? It's not a privacy violation. Actually, you know what's interesting about cookies? Is it often? No, I'm oh, not in sh- Europe. <laughs> but a cookie is like a business card someone didn't ask for. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But it's also a business card that's, that keeps asking you stuff all the time. So, what were you shopping? What were you doing? Uh, yeah. What's in your shopping <laughs> bag? Oh, that looks tasty. Do you want more of that?
1: <laughs> hey, I get more compliments on my advertising than anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's the adverti- That's the business card of the future. Why are we even talking about targeted it this ads? Way? Targeted advertising. It'd just be like your face and your phone number. Give me a call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow you around. Yeah, and people have to bid for your attention. That, I mean, I, it's actually the way the world works anyway. So
0: can I? This is just a little. Uh, Segway, it has nothing to do, but I just read this. I'm just so fascinated with Amazon. But after back episode, to Amazon. But after our <laughs> episode about Amazon and Whole Foods, what I didn't think about is that outside of rent, I think most of my income is spent at Amazon and Whole Foods. Really? Yeah. I spend so much money at Whole Foods. I try to be there all the time. And then I try not to eat out too much. So... It's a really big part of my life, I realized after that. And uh, what I read is Whole Foods is about to get really cheap. So this means a big, this is a big deal to me. <laughs> the, the, the idea you're is clear, that Amazon yeah, is going to make You're clearly the early affordable. adopter. Yeah, but if, if Whole Foods yeah. gets more affordable, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, this is just a train of
1: thought. It's a complete segue, but it, no, it's fine. I mean, meanwhile, I'm like shopping at Aldi here in uh, Frankfurt. It's like. One of the shittiest girls. Aldi, Aldi should um, have like,
0: like cello music playing, <laughs> like a funeral.
1: <laughs> someone today actually was like, yeah, Aldi's getting a lot better. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's very, very Aldi should just,
0: instead of, you know, the Walmart greeter, they should have the Aldi crier. This is someone crying <laughs> at the entrance. <laughs>
1: I think yeah, those are the first grocery stores that will be there run by There should be a robots. performance
0: artist that just keeps repeating the sentence. I can't afford it. When <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, um, I don't. Yeah, I guess uh, the future. I, I think of, we of, we, we, of, we haven't
0: solved the problem, and it's kind of unsolvable.
1: I yeah, I think the problem we're trying to solve is one where we don't spend time getting to know and trust one. You know, trusting new people and. Unfortunately, business me, is built on me, relationships and can I break business cards are part of that. Yeah.
0: Can I break down the problem a little bit? It, just on a very practical sense, if, if you would have an open standard for contact information, which mm-hmm. there's the VCF card format, but a dynamic one, what mm-hmm. would be, if you would have an open standard, you would need your own server, I guess, for your own contact card? How um, would
1: that work?
0: Because you, it it can't be a centralized thing like uh, LinkedIn or Facebook. So if you have an open standard, but you want a dynamic contact card,
1: yeah, I mean, you could just do something where it's like a broadcasting kind of push. But where service. would it broadcast from? Um, like or, where would it? Where does any
0: anytime you make a change, it would push that, but you would need a central server to broadcast that to everyone who, who has subscribed to your. Something like RSS, but RSS, you need your own server. No, but that's why is- I, that's
1: that's why I brought up the blockchain stuff. It's a bit nerdy, yeah. but like because it would trace... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay. it would always- well,
0: I, I like how blockchain is this promise for the future that nobody understands, <laughs> and then you just kind of <laughs> woo them and say, like, no, 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 blockchain is going to solve this. And then you're like, okay, I
1: guess hey even Microsoft believes in ethereum um, yeah I don't I don't know yeah I, I I'll admit I don't fully understand blockchain either and <laughs> we did do an episode where we sent people to go look at blockchain websites and like look at their marketing and even they're confused about what they're selling mm-hmm. um, all I know is people are very passionate about it and <laughs> I missed I missed out on you know 1,000 no, percent I understand
0: it superficially but yeah I know what you mean that it, Jonas Lind made this website the blockchain FOMO where you can enter. <laughs> if I had bought 10 blockchain yeah. in 2010, now I would have this much. I about. actually
1: had that conversation yesterday because like someone yeah, anyway, the prices have gone up a thousand percent over last year it's like uh, yeah. it, it, I feel like it's a gold rusher tulip moment for, yeah. for us that we missed out on. But it's really hard for we'll
0: me have. to know, I mean we could do an episode about it but it's, it's hard for me to know it seems like it's, it's a really complicated technology and that someone will come mm. along and make something way better and it would just uh, delete the previous uh, iterations. It would just, like like humans after Neanderthals.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to happen through a, like a the next operating system. Ugh, I'm going to get a little bit nerdy, but I really do believe the next kind of big operating system evolution or re- revolution will be and it's like it's cringe I cringe every time I think about it. But I've been making work about it for so long. I can't ignore it. we Will be in some form of augmented layering or augmented reality. Um, and so contact management will be the privacy. <laughs> They'll be We're
0: floating gonna, in three D space. Like we'll no. Management.
1: We'll breach We'll breach this privacy thing about with the Google Glass, where it's like you're at. We'll breach that moment because people will be like, it's worth it to be at a party and remember John's, you know, boyfriend's name or whatever, right? Um, it'll be really important yeah it's yeah, yeah. for Funny me that this, to know that this
0: idea of of uh, minimalism and not non-attachment solves every problem so it also solves contact management say oh I forgot about your phone number but that's okay
1: yeah I mean cause memory though is I guess the point I was trying to make earlier is really like it's the last test we have for whether or not you're a human who cares about another human and I know no,
0: I I disagree because there's really sleazy people who have an extremely high EQ, and yeah. they can remember anybody's name, but that doesn't mean they care about you.
1: Yeah, what else do we have? I guess. I, no, well, but I, th- I, like, I the between I, I, I sleazy I think and I forget? I,
0: there's a there's a rule for me is like, can you ask someone to help you move your furniture? That's a rule where you know if somebody cares about you.
1: Well, in your case, I would definitely help you have like one piece of really light furniture. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So maybe I have a positive view of people because they're always happy to help me carry my one thing. But uh, the, the, um, I mean, that for me is because there can be people who want something of you and then they're super nice to yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't think someone remembering your name or complimenting you is, is truly an indicator if someone cares.
1: It's supposed to just be like a. Um, like indicator that they could, you could ask them to move your friend. I don't. Know, anyway, and what we've talked about here is that's actually useless in a in a normal relationship. A business card is called a business card for a reason. It's not a calling card as it once was, and yeah. there's no such thing as a relationship card. Like when was the last time you met someone at a party and given them your business card? Is like let's hang out for some beers. Uh, you've never done. No one's ever done that, right? Uh, or if they have, it, it seems sleazy or. Yeah. weird or they apologize that they're giving you a business card um, it's, it's
0: funny to me that i don't know because we travel a lot in our profession is particular that for most people
1: contact management
0: is a non-issue
1: e, maybe you think I, I don't think a lot of people work in like different fields and
0: no no I, now that i think about it like my mom had this word document forever she lost the word document and she would i remember her having an address book with pencil and paper and she would use pencils so she could erase it and change people's phone numbers. Then mobile phones came along and she needed more space and because she had really but tiny then, handwriting, so it's definitely I, an issue for people who are not in business.
1: I guess the maybe the good point I can make just to like wrap up our our show um, so I can go to sleep.
0: Remember, like people would send Christmas cards. That was the thing, so you'd need yeah, everyone's so, postal address.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. You would. So, but the. The really the interesting point I think in art because art social like socializing in art is really business as we talked about earlier, and seemingly the business card never caught on in the art world, and so we just do a really bad job at managing <laughs> our relationships. This is my point, and then you can mm-hmm. argue whatever your point is. Well, my and point is I,
0: that I I, I wanted to be I, solved, but I'm not sure anyone cares.
1: But I don't think. Yeah, I know. I think in the art world, it's like, my point is that that's probably the one world where it w- a solution might get picked up because currently the way it's done is like almost victor- like Victorian or so, or it's just based on like accidental run-ins with people yeah. or quote unquote accidental run-ins. Um, and it takes like 10 or 15 of these global <laughs> intersections. <laughs> it's a very expensive
0: uh, way. It's a, yeah, it's
1: a very expensive way to manage relationships. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's got to be another way. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. It, it, and and, and uh, there's a really sleazy marketing part of contact management. Uh, Christina once went to a conference, mm-hmm. and then she signed. Someone signed her up just to get her in, and made a fake LLC and put her address. And now we get all this business mail, and it almost seems like <laughs> identity theft. So it, that's what I mean with privacy. That. There are real bad. It, it, privacy sounds a bit old fashioned, but there's, there's people taking advantage of it and it can really make your life miserable. No,
1: of course. Of course, I agree with you on this privacy issue. And, um, you know, that's probably why in the art world there will never be a solution because the art world is like built on supreme levels of privacy, like yeah. lies on top of lies on top well, of the, secrets. Well, that thing
0: I was talking about with net worth and like if there was an app that could recognize your face and pull up your tax records. That yeah. would be really crazy. The art, the art world has such a contrast of income. Yeah. In in, in yeah. the same
1: room. That so would like, be yeah, interesting. Yeah, I manage
0: sixty five billion. Oh, I'm two hundred thousand in debt. Nice to meet
1: you. Yeah, you know it's funny. So, I, just to cl- I did this business conference thing, and and in the performance I do, I sell the work that I'm making in real time, like using an API with Shopify and stuff. And normally, I sell a few works every time I do this performance. And I thought, okay, it's a business audience full of like wealth managers and like entrepreneurs and tech icons and stuff. Surely I can like raise the price to like break even. So normally I sell these at a loss. So I'll like, I'll raise the price, the starting price, and they can drive the price down by participating in stuff. I'll I'll put it at $50. Surely, so like, I'm sure I'll I'll make some money on performance. (laughs) And like, I, I kid you not. Like I had to beg the audience, <laughs> which is like a thousand people, and it had the price was down around twenty five dollars, and the the performance doesn't end until someone makes a purchase. I'm begging the audience <laughs> to have twenty five, and the the comment because they can do like live comments yeah. came up on stage like, "What's with these prices?" And I was like, "I'm losing money." On this. <laughs> it was like it was the saddest thing. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was
0: your David Brent moment yeah it was
1: definitely like well because the desperation is a part of the performance but like uh so you're like you think that these wealthy people are uh, are just going to be a little looser with their wall but it's the exact opposite
0: no that's why they're wealthy
1: yes yeah, so that's the uh what is that the who who is it that um that's the philosophy of like the wealthy barber and all those books where it's like
0: well i i used to deliver uh papers and then around christmas you go around to get tips mm-hmm. in, in the netherlands i don't know if you do that so you ring the door and you give them a Christmas card from the newspaper. And, uh, yeah, the uh, the less wealthy people gave more. That was a yeah, no, I've
1: definitely read statistics about that. And I remember I used to, my parents used to run a business next door to sort of this really wealthy guy that's like, Super wealthy guy. And I would clean up the trash in their alleyway. And I'd been doing it for a few years. And one day I was doing it out in the pouring rain. And you're like picking up human feces and all kinds of stuff. It's just like (laughs) disgusting. And he like, he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, I've noticed you working here for years picking up this trash. And I just need to recognize a good deed deserves a fair wage. And he handed me a $5 bill. As if it was like uh, like a hundred thousand dollar bill or something, <laughs> it was like Our committee I was has like,
0: decided to bestow this upon me. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was like so out of touch with money. Uh, it was like a Mr. Burns kind of moment. Uh, yeah. uh, anyway, so we're over time, but um, we As do uh, we have a field recording. Um, did you listen to it?
0: No, I, I was on my phone, and then I just woke up now, so I haven't listened to it yet.
1: Okay, well, you're going to get to listen to it when you um, put together the final sound mix, but this comes to us uh, courtesy of, I, and I have to apologize if I don't pronounce the name right, but it's an Icelandic name. I think it's something, there's a some weird Some people are going to cringe now. Some kind of a P that's not a P. <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> it's a P. <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> no, like, I really wish I could pronounce this, and maybe that's the next audio recording is how to pronounce uh, Icelandic names, but it's. Prane <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Just say it as no, Canadian anyway. as possible. Yeah, I'll say it. Okay, it's Prane Hjalmarsen has sent in a lovely recording actually um and a lovely email um and the recording is actually of him uh wandering around um with he actually got out a binaural audio recording thing. If people don't know what that is, like a Like it's like two ears that like simulate what the sound is like coming into your own ears. And so when you record it, it's like gives you this amazing stereo effect. Um, But basically he's been exploring the acoustics of different outdoor spaces. He just took it to a whole new level. He took it to a whole new level. He actually took field recordings to a whole new level. So this is him uh, walking around Richard Serra's intersection sculpture in Basel, Switzerland, and he's walking around, he's is that clapping. The one where,
0: uh, I always have to make it gross, but is that the one in front of the Kunsthalle?
1: Ah, yeah, I don't Are know. That,
0: because uh, it's it's known as, it, it's these two huge uh, pieces of metal, like two walls. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you it's can walk defi- between them, but it became kind of a urinal. People go in there at night when they're drunk. Oh, did it? And so the, well, the, the metal has all these sort of green stains from people peeing in the hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm doing yeah. a search just because I want to see. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. You that's photograph the, that's the one. Stains, you're, but... you're, you're, you're... No, no. I see them clearly on Google right now. <laughs> anyway, he, <laughs> he, he you'll yeah. hear in the audio recording, the clapping as he moves through the sculpture. And what's, what's wonderful is the reverberation, the bouncing off of the metal. Anyway, it's a really nice recording. Thank you Thank so you. much. Prenn, yeah. um, uh, Look forward to hearing from you again, uh, and from any other listeners who might have uh, interesting. Let's step our field recordings up, uh, inspired by uh, Plains' work. But they've been getting; they've they've all been good. I'm I'm fascinated by the diversity that uh, the listeners able to produce. And And, and people can also
0: send in ads. Like uh, we'll raise the ad for
1: free. Right. Yeah, and we have we have some ads that we're still if waiting to read. If you have a read. new
0: product, if you're selling something on Etsy, or you have some, you have a book or whatever, uh, or you want to take over the world and uh, destroy humanity, just send us an ad.
1: Yeah, we should let people know now. There's like there's probably about a thousand people you can reach a week uh, that are listening on a regular basis, and and, and- these
0: are people who can handle finding an email link this is an advanced audience
1: <laughs> one of the best audiences on the internet you've got to get the word out uh, we'll help you do that anyway uh, thanks for listening and um here's some richard sarah uh alongside planes clapping uh in binaural audio so let put your headphones on bye 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 thanks for listening